Hello, welcome to Tracks, I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode number 77. We remain Brighton's premier music podcast. We forever will. What have we got coming up this week, my old mate? Uh, my young mate, we have... Uh, we're going back in time, again. We're <laughs> <laughs> getting back in time. We're always on that time travel shit. Yeah. Um, we are going back to when something was invented and brought out to us. And that. Yeah. I feel like I don't want to say what it is. Yeah. But 16 years ago, a musical revolution arrived in our lives and we're paying tribute to it and playing music that takes us back to those moments in time. It's a really, really... Uh, excitingly good playlist for you this weekend. This weekend? <laughs> or this week? Depends when you're listening to it, guys. Listen while tracks get drunk. <laughs> I think essentially what I'm saying is I know how unreliable Harry is with the editing at the moment, so I'm imagining this will come out on a Friday. You're going to be listening to right. it this weekend. Let's slightly longer intro. I apologise for all of the later <laughs> episodes coming out. Give me your father, for I have sinned. Tim, you know that it's been a very, very difficult few weeks. We don't need to go there, Harry. People understand. And they're just grateful when we give them an episode. So let's just get into yet another one before they have to wait even longer. It's been a long wait. Where will we see them? Well, other than the fact that you can't be off. <laughs> we'll see them on the flip side of that. <laughs> we'll see you there. Shall we begin? Let's begin now. You're right, mate. Hello there, Tim. How are you? I am exponential. <laughs> no, Ooh, I'm throwback. Good. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm really good, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm pretty good too. How nice. has your week been since last recording, last ep? Uh, last recording Thursday, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, my week's been really good. I had the most like chilled out weekend I've ever had. You were that was what you were hoping for. You were gunning for that on like, the last episode. I was gunning for it. That's all I wanted, and I got in like Friday night. I think. You think? Yeah, I can't actually remember. Unsure. It could have been Saturday. Could have been Sunday. <laughs> I got um, in. I got in, and like Saturday, I just did like nothing but played FIFA and this. Uh, other game Tom Clancy I can't remember what it's called um, with my mate online Joe um, nerd yeah no, it was very I had like the nerdiest weekend it was lovely um, and I had like a bath with candles nice I cleaned my room do you notoriously love a candle I fucking love candles they smell good I like the <laughs> flame as I watch them for ages I like the only ounce that they give you're a bit I, of a moth I'm a bit of a moth, yeah. I I love a good candle. I wasn't in the bath for long, actually. I was listening to Radiohead in the bath. Um, I had to get out before it got too sad. I I often find, like, I really like the idea of a bath more than I actually like a bath. Mm. I will I'll think, oh, that, my I think God, this is going to be dreamy, and then I'll get in, it's too hot. <laughs> but and then I start to, get, start to get a bit faint. And then I get a bit bored. <laughs> I get, just, I'm I just lying here. I get bored. I, my temperature of the bath was exquisite. Like, I probably did that well. Nice amount of bubbles. Good height. Uh, it was a perfect bath. And I sat, I laid there. I listened to, like, one song. Washed my hair. And I was like, eh, I'm done. Like, there's not really much I can do now. Yeah. I did get the iPad out ready to watch something, but I just... In the bath. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Rev Run? Yeah, the fuck's Rev Run? Reverend. As it- 
Reverend Run from Run DMC of Run's oh. House. <laughs> no, not getting that. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I just thought it would be nice to sit in there for a while because it's a comfortable bath. And now I didn't even get around to it. I think I listened to like two songs and I was out. See, quite a long time to run a bath to be in there for like. 10 yeah, minutes. exactly. And baths are like they're like avocados. Like, yeah, there's exactly this. <laughs> such a peak moment where it's good. Yeah, it goes from being too hot and then too cold. Or like a pear. Yeah, exactly. Like if you if you have it, then it's probably the best food in the world. When that avocado is just like a little bit crisp, but a nice bit soft, not yeah. gone complete goo yet. You're in dreamland, and that bath in the moment. It's heavenly, but I reckon it lasts for 30 seconds. Yeah. The only thing I was best. missing was some nice toy soldiers or something. Toy soldiers? Yeah. Did you ever have a bath as a kid and you'd have all your toys and that in there? Not, not soldiers. I had like little divers and sharks and boats. No. And... I, I've, I'm like scared of water, so I, I, I used to have to be forced into a bath as a kid. God, you're like a dog. Yeah. No, I, I just hate water. Really? Um, yeah. No, no I like I like showers, but like baths, I just, as a kid, even otherwise you would never wash. Yeah, but I remember <laughs> weirdly. So you have to go about soldiers. It wasn't about soldiers. It was about baths. Well, both. I also didn't like fighting toys. Really, <laughs> <I just laughs> too aggressive for me. Flowers. I used to put flowers in their hands. <laughs> yeah, I used to like campaigning for peace when I was two. What time? Uh, <laughs> well, you did action man. I did like action man. Um, you can dress them up. <laughs> <laughs> Louise, Got can I borrow nice some clothes? Pink Converse. <laughs> it's all about the throwback. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, weirdly, it's just popped into my head, but I remember like a time before showers in your house was like a normal thing. Mm. Did you always have a shower in your house growing up? Yeah. I can't remember like when I was kind of 10-ish. <laughs> All I could think of was the the tennis Roger Sean, Moore, Roger Moore, Sean Connery. One oh yeah, one of them. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was definitely Sean Connery. Anyway, I don't remember. I, I'm gonna say yes. There's always probably been because my dad's a plumber, so he's. Oh yeah, you. Always <laughs> had the shower. You've had water features and well, B days and yeah. No, you know what? Bidet All the waterworks always like amazes me. I remember when we went to Spain, we had a bidet for a bit. And I made sure I used it all the time. Really? Because yeah, because I mean I don't know, I don't really know how, but I just sat on it and let it do its thing. Because because it's very normal over there. I find it weird, places. and it's quite relevant because I was at my mum's house this weekend, mm. and um, bizarrely, she in like in the toilet, it has like a little spout thing in the actual toilet. In the toilet, so you don't even have to like a lot of like Asian countries. Vac- yeah, it's a bit Japanese, but like. I didn't have, well, I didn't do a poo in it for a start, so I didn't need Why to not? use it. Well, I just didn't need one in that toilet all weekend. I didn't need one. I'm sorry. Um, but still, I was like a bit scared by it. And I showed it to my niece and she thought it was the funniest thing in the world. She'd never seen a B-Day before. She's like, why would that's you not, want that? That's not even a B-Day. No, but, well, the... the Bout of so, water yeah. up your bum, whatever it is. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's a weird concept, like, but I, I love it. I love the idea that because it's. Like, we, I mean, we are big Jake and Amir fans, and Jake says once, everyone walks around with shit on their ass. Yeah, well, I've I've said this to. I had a debate with your brother about this once because I want, and I I'm not going to say this is something I do all the time. 
Yeah. But I do like it and will do it regularly when I've got them in the house is wet the caveat to this. Tissues. I like wet wipes. Me too. Because, and I don't always have them in, but when I do, I'll use them because I think like, if I was like, you know, something happened, I'm walking down the street and I fall over and I happen to put my hand in some poo. I'm not going to get like a dry piece of paper and just wipe it off and be like, well, that's fine. <laughs> There's a bit on there, but that's it. Like, I'm going to wash it. I'm going to get, at the very least, a wet wipe and wash it off. But essentially, when you use dry toilet paper, that's what you're doing. You're saying, well, that's all right. (laughs) That'll do. That's just fine. I'll leave half of it there. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It is, is, I, I, I mean, like Glastonbury, I had wet wipes. Yeah. And like people took tissues and stuff. I thought wet wipes are fucking brilliant. It's like having a little tiny yeah. shower, bath, and your ass. And then you're because wet wipes come in such massive packs. You'll yeah. always get back from Glastonbury with loads left, and I'll take it to the toilet every time when once I'm back until they're gone. Yeah. And there's the satisfaction and, of yeah. wiping, and then Ooh. there's literally nothing else there. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll have a shit. Uh, this is going all over the place. I don't know. If we've ever gone. Oh, this. oh no, no. Okay, you go to the toilet. <laughs> and you look down at the last bit you use and you think, there's still quite a bit on there. <laughs> but I'm done. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you like, you could probably do with another few. Uh, oh, no. no. I don't think I do that. What, you wait until the thing's completely... That's got to be coming out clean. I don't. I often don't look. <laughs> if I... You, you know, you get a feel for it, don't you? Oh, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> This is great podcasting. <laughs> um, um, no, I, I definitely check. I'm not, I'm not getting <laughs> off that toilet until, until that paper's clean. Yeah. Do you ever stand up from a toilet and you look at the bowl and you're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> there's a rainforest in there. What if I done? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you see, <laughs> overflowing, coming up the top. <laughs> so much paper is, oh my <sighs> word. <laughs> Anyway, Tim, <laughs> how was your weekend? It was really good, thank you. Uh, as I mentioned, it was my mum's birthday. Yeah. Um, so I was down in Somerset, Somerset. Um, for like a big party, which was great. Um, despite the fact that she's 50, she got surprised by her work colleagues by having a magician at her party. Christ. Uh, no, it was so good, honestly. So she'd like a good one, not like a no, an amazing one. So no, she had been okay. to like some magic show thing a few months ago, um, with her boss and Bezzy May Anna. Shout out Anna, you might be listening to this. Um, Shout out Anna. Yep. Uh, Anna. And she had like emailed the magician afterwards. I like, I need you to come to my fiftieth birthday party. Like her mind had been blown by this guy. He was incredible. Um, and he had never applied. What a git. Um, <laughs> what a git. But her work colleagues chased up the same guy and we managed to like smuggle him into the party without her knowing. And he was oh. just like stood there doing tricks as she came in from the garden. And she was like, oh my God. And he was genuinely amazing. Like this guy has worked. Jimmy the Magnificent is here. This guy has worked with uh, Darren Brown, David Blaine, like proper, proper magician doing these insane tricks that I have no idea how dog. he was doing them. Um, it was properly amazing. Um, so no like rabbits and lots of card tricks. One with one which was insane, like right. with four two pound coins. Well, he did all this stuff. 
but then like the finale was that my sister Louise she had he'd basically taken one of the two pound coins out of her hand so she had three in it and we all watched her she had three pound coins in the palm of her hand and then she closed her fist went like that with a closed fist and then he like put his hand over it and went and the fourth one was in her hand magnets not magnets I mean, pound coins aren't... Two pound coins aren't even magnetic for a start. It's fake ones. It was insane. I can't explain it. There Jesus. Was one with, there was one with, like, ripping cards in half and, like, swapping them all around and then you got the same... T- it was... Magnets doesn't make sense. It was, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Genuinely brilliant. Um, but I also just kind of love the, the funny fact of um, the fact that, yeah, despite being 50 years old now, my mum... It's still having essentially kids' parties. And by the time this comes out, actually, she will have had her second party in Brighton this weekend oh, coming. And um, what she's asked for this one, which we've also booked, is face painting. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so she is having a bit of a regression session. I'm a professional face painter, by the way. No, you are not. I definitely am. Are you? Probably. What are you planning to um, paint? Paint on people's faces. Uh, I can do political characters. <laughs> Uh, make you look like Gordon Brown. I can't do lions. No, I don't. I, I can do pretty much every animal but a lion. From what I understand, we're not getting again. By the time this comes out, I will know the answer to this question. But like, it's not like superheroes and stuff like that. This is going right. to be like um, cats and dogs. No, like little, you know, ornate swirly things on your face. Oh, I'm going to ask for a Mike Tyson. I think. Nice. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. Because we're all going out for dinner afterwards. That's the bit that I don't really understand about the plan. We'll see how you it goes. A, you got a wacky family. That's... Wacky af, for sure. Yeah, you're the northerners crazy. are coming down, so uh, you better watch out because Brighton is going to get taken over <laughs> by by the northerners. It's going to be a big old night. Um, exactly. But yeah, it's been a great week, and happy birthday to my mum. Happy birthday to Tim's mum. I hope you've survived walking across the Mendips. That's what she's doing right now. Um, I'm going to ask you: Do you still listen? That was to your mum. Oh, yeah, she listens every single week. Don't you worry about that, of course. Amazing. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Have you not not clocked that IP address yet? No. No. (laughs) Because you clocked mine. Yeah, I know yours. I know mine. Weird WikiLeaks guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, a good week. Definitely a good week. And that brings us on to something that happens every week, whether it's a good week or a bad week. It's our highlights. Do you have one? I've got 94. 94 of them. I would rather just one. No, 924. Minus 7 is 1. I've got one. <laughs> um, right. I am going for a guy or a band called Roy Pablo uh, with a song called Every Time. And I am still unsure how I came across this, to be honest. I think once you heard it, you'll probably be like, oh, it's because you've been within the realms of uh, you know, that whole kind of lo-fi indie scene. Okay. Because I have just kind of been going on that kind of stuff on Spotify and just clicking the artists that are known by blah, blah, blah. But this guy is very interesting, and I'm going to show you the video for the song that I'm going to pick uh, in just on a On your short massive while. phone. On my... Be like I'm watching it on a widescreen TV. Normal-sized phone. <laughs> 27 inch. Um... So he is an 18-year-old um, from, I believe, Norway. Because I've always thought, 
Oh, I think he's American because he's kind of, they sound kind of American. Uh, often compared to people like Mild High Club and Mac DeMarco. Um, but this is the, the thing where I thought, you know what, I think he's Norwegian because it says um, <laughs> it says he's from Norway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The boys have played for the King and Queen of Norway, performed live on Norwegian radio, uh, played at the World's Cycling Championship in Bergen. Played at Norwegian festivals, Slotsfell and Bergen. These were like these are really big for a band. Yeah. They've yeah, got like three three singles. Out. You know what? These uh, clues are adding up. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's playing for the king and queen, um, and he played. He was like the youngest artist booked at this uh, kind of big festival, uh, Ville Ville Fest in Bergen, two thousand six. <laughs> uh, so he would have been like seven, sixteen at the time. So quite that. Norwegian. Yeah, I mean, at the end there, it says from Norway. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the biggest uh, giveaway. Um, but I really like his sounds. I really love the video. So that was the first. I, I the first thing I saw was the video. So it must have been on YouTube. Mm. Interesting. I think I was looking up the cool video because that's what I've done every day since yeah. finding it um, or refinding it. Um, so I'm going to show you that, and listeners at home will listen to the song. Um, and when we come back, you can tell me what you think. Okay. Nice. So this is Every Time by Roy Pablo. Yeah. So, first things first. No, his name is not Roy Pablo. The band is not called Roy Pablo. It's Boy Pablo. The EP uh, is called Roy Pablo, and I got confused. Very confusing, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, I know. Um, so, thoughts on that? I really liked it. I thought the video was um, it was really cool. They they kind of looked totally odd. Yeah. Um, but also quite cool at the same time. It's like... Um, you know, like when you go on like a, a broad school trip and you see like gangs of kids over there and they kind of look like you guys do, but they yeah. also don't. Or like... Um, it's the clothes that really change Yeah, things. when Bart Simpson sees Bort or whatever he's called, who's him and his sister like <laughs> help solve some mystery and he's like, who is that? Like, they're kind of normal, but they're not. Um, but he, they look quite cool. Um, I liked the video. I thought it was it was funny how like it kept zooming in on kind of the wrong person. Like, there's a bit where the lead singer comes around the back of the band um, and, like, comes and plays guitar in front of the camera and instead it just zooms in on this uh, bass player who's, like, underground, sort of. You just see his head popping yeah, over the side of the promenade. Yeah, um, and um, the, the, the drummer kind of looks uncomfortable throughout the whole thing. Yeah. He, it's like he doesn't like looking over at the camera. Or maybe he can't because he's drumming. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of always looking at the keyboard. It's like, he looks like he's constantly going... <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Yeah, and the keyboard's up. Keyboard guys having a wonderful time. Yeah, he's singing along. 
But aside from all that, I I, I liked the tune too. It was, yeah, it was like a nice, a nice um, quite chilled, kind of melancholy. Demarco, it, yeah. It's like like it's it feels like a bit of a lazy um, comparison, but there there are elements of it that really are very much that kind of thing. And you're looking at somebody who has kind of taken a whole genre under his wing. So anything that does similar things are often compared to him. Yeah. Um. So you know it's quite an obvious one, but there are elements there. Some of some of it reminded me of kind of later uh, Vampire Weekend. Just I think in terms of some of the melody, but you know that they, they sound cool and they look like somebody that is worth kind of keeping an eye on. Yeah, for sure. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. good pick. Cool. Um, so yours, Tim. So mine is one that um, well, it's sort of one that people have been telling me to listen to for ages and ages. You know, in like there's various different people tell you to listen to the same artist yeah. and there's almost something inside of you that thinks Do you know what? i'm just not going to yeah. just because for some reason no. <laughs> yeah exactly. there's some bratty little part of me it's like nah. <laughs> if you all think i should then i won't mm-hmm. um for me obviously you know uh, over the last however long we've been doing this podcast now a year and a half uh, one of my favorite artists during that period has been ezra Furman. Uh, i'm a huge huge fan of his work and whenever I talk to people about Ezra Furman, people will always talk to me about Baxter Jury. Oh, I've heard the name. Um, and it's just not someone I've ever really gone and listened to at all. Um, so if you're thinking the surname Jury sounds uh, familiar, that's because it is. Baxter Jury is the one and only son of Ian Jury. Famously, of course, the lead blockhead. Big musician back in the day. Um and basically, he grew up around the music scene, out on tour, um, kind of, of course. Um, you know, soaking up all these in influences, but never really planned to go into music. In fact, uh, actively avoided it for a long, long time uh, until he was in kind of his mid to late 20s, from what I understand, at which time it sort of suddenly made sense to him, for whatever reason, to start making music and is now, at this stage, a number of of songs and albums more specifically down the line I think maybe five or six albums um, is he what in his late 30s I think 40s now um, been around quite a long time albums coming out in the 90s even so right. uh, definitely a big amount of material that I'm completely um, oblivious to really it's kind of like you say it's one of those names that's sort of out there right yeah like it, it rings a bell and I'm not, aware, I'm not sure whether that's because you told me an hour it's, ago yeah but I, it it rings a bell and I, I can't put my finger on why uh, maybe it's just one of these things you see linked to people on Spotify and that can you do you have related artists for Baxter Jury yeah. I can tell you um, I don't think there's going to be many that we're going to know I mean looking through this we've got like Francois and the Atlas Mountains Pony Hoax uh, Herman Dune yeah I'm going to stop you there Les Scott <laughs> Uh, Jeremy J. I mean, what a selection of cool-looking people. Yeah. Ultimate Painting are on here. Okay. Um, who we do know, Sleaford Mods, The Moon Landings. So it's like slightly psychedelic folk rock is what most of what I've um, kind of uh, delved into after finding this particular song that I'm going to play. Um, I've listened to a few of his other songs, and I really like it. Like I can totally see why people draw the comparison to Ezra Furman. Um, quite... Right. 
quite uh, tongue-in-cheek, but um, slightly sort of based in sort of serious subject matter uh, lyrical content, and that same kind of jaunty, um, slightly off-kilter, like I say, kind of folk rock type stuff with kind of throwback references. Mm. Um, it's all cool stuff. But what I'm going to play is actually something kind of totally different to what I've kind of uh, discovered Back to Jury's all about in a way. Um, it's a remix of his latest single, Miami, um, which is by none other than Parrot and the Cocker 2, which I don't know who Parrot is, but the Cocker 2 bit is Jarvis Cocker. Uh, and they've made this kind of dark brooding sort of electro version of this track, uh, which I suppose in some ways sounds a bit like a Gorillaz track. Uh, that kind of, you know, the atmospheric... Um, yeah. I don't really know the word to describe it, but when you hear the instrumental come in, it takes a while. So um, without wanting to tell you how to do your job, Harry, uh, when, when we start this song, maybe we'll get past like the first 40, 50 seconds or something like that. And then kind of the instrumental comes in. Uh, like properly and you'll you, it does sound quite gorillazy um and it just turns into this like really cool slightly dancey track with like just mad mad like cockney narration over it um with lines such as i am the sausage man the shadow licker i'm the tiny ghost that features in your despondent moments the timeless whisper, the glassy dude. I'm the science of all that's wrong, and I'm making you think that you doubt everything you love, but I'm here to stay. I am Miami. It's like, it's just a weird tune, a really, really weird tune. Um, but like, there's just something I love about it. Um, it kind of fascinates me, um, just because it doesn't seem like anything else I've heard for ages slash ever. Um, mm. And I suppose in some ways it, it feels a bit to me like it might be a bit of a short burner in that, you know, like my musical highlight last week and very often it's the kind of stuff that I'm really genuinely into and that will stick around and be stuff that I will love for a long time. I feel like if I hear, if I keep listening to this, you know, every day or whatever for the next couple of weeks, I might get to a point where I think I never want to hear that song again because it's just annoying and a bit weird. Um, but right now I just think it's intriguing and like cool and yeah quite unique so i'm gonna play it this is baxter jury miami the parrot and cockatoo remix the timeless whisper the glassy dude i'm the science of all that's wrong and i'm making you think that you doubt everything you love but i'm here to stay on miami there you have it that was Miami what did you think I thought it was funky it was long <laughs> it was very long <laughs> I mean we're talking nearly nine minutes of a song here I mean that in itself like what did you say if you had to listen to it every week you wouldn't I mean I fully mumble with that yeah. 
Like it's there's, and that I I feel I wouldn't say much about it as a song. Like it wouldn't be like right. I'm not listening to it anymore because it's shit. It's just more. It's more like it's quite indulgent. It's quite like yeah, a lot. To it's be like it's yeah. very often. Yeah, it's like its whole sort of own world in a way. It kind of feels like a a whole movie soundtrack in one song. It feels all atmospheric and kind of. Um, I can just it, it conjures up so many images in my mind um, mm. of this weird movie set it, in Miami it's so kind of spread out as well I'm not yeah. sure how much of it I'm going to be able to put in there <laughs> um, I'd like to try and get some of that vocal in there yeah for sure um, so I think it's very important for people to go and listen to the full thing um, otherwise you might miss parts yeah you can't listen to two, two minutes isn't enough <laughs> no there's all sorts of all sorts of stuff going on, um, yeah. but like a soundscape. Yeah, uh, but that's kind of what I love about it. Like you say, it is indulgent. It is, um, in some ways, it feels so sort of lush and like um, I don't know, kind of. <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but there's just so much of it. It feels quite dense, and like you either decide to just go with it or you don't. Um, I think that will be it may be a bit of a Marmite pick but definitely the most interesting thing I've heard I mean we were both sat here we listened to quite a lot of it while we were doing it and we're definitely bopping even like sending a little text while we're having a little break between songs both like moving the whole time that's a good sign sometimes we'll sit here like it sits in the back of your head it's it's still present even when you're kind of switched off and looking at something else or something so it might, might be up there with you know, some of those really good background tracks you have. For sure. Nice. Either way, interesting. So there you have interesting. it. That brings to a close. The musical highlight of the week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So Harry, so Tim, I want you to picture a scene for me. You're in a big auditorium. Ooh. There's a sea of tech nerds around you. Up on the stage, oh. you see a plush but quite minimal setup, and a man in a black roll neck jumper has just emerged. His head is bald, his eyes are bright. It's 2001. What could be about to happen? I really wanted to say a baby's head's getting wet <laughs> because of a later reference, um, but that's not happening. No. It can only be Jesus himself. Yes. Pretty much. Mm. It's Mr. Steve Jobs. Yes. Stev Jobs. <laughs> Stev Jobs. Yes. He's up on stage and 16 years ago, yesterday... Right. Not today. I mean, normally we try and do things on our release day of our episode, but sometimes things don't land. Um, But the 23rd of October 2001 saw Apple announce their first ever portable music digital player, the iPod Generation 1. It's a clicky wheel one, wasn't it? 
a yes, wheel. I had a look at it earlier. It's all wide. No, on the it front. wasn't scrolly wheel. No, it's got like buttons. Four buttons. It's got. It's still got the sort of wheel right. st- type thing underneath a screen, but white and like four buttons. Four buttons at the top, wasn't it? Yeah. It's mm. a fascinating little thing, and what holds up to seventeen songs. <laughs> what I find absolutely amazing is that that is only sixteen years ago. That yeah, feels like such a small amount of time in the grand scheme of things. Um, that. You know, I suppose when we look back at the progression of kind of uh, consumable music, uh, an absolute mark in the sand, like everything changed from that point. thing is, yeah, 16 years ago, okay, um, but it was years and years after that that I ever got one. Like, yeah. I mean, we'll get onto that, but I was still using a CD player and mini disc and all sorts while the first iPad, second iPad, uh, pod, sorry. Were out probably because they were. I mean, like all Apple products, Expensive. they were big money, especially early doors. Big year money, or whatever. Yeah. Oh god, how old? I would have been like, sorry, two thousand one, two thousand and one. So, like nine or something. Yeah, I was ten. Right. Um, so yeah, not quite interested yet, but not not far off. Like I again, I was looking through the various models earlier on today, and I think Generation Three was the first one that I wanted, um, and it took quite a long time after that for me to finally get one. My first one was a Nano. Nano. I think yeah. mine was an iPod Video. Wow, that that was a while after, though. Was it? Yeah, I think I so. Could, I could be wrong, but... But... I think something... That, Nano! I thought that was really late. Or Mini? Mini. Mini. Maybe. Like, the... It, was, it wasn't that small, but it was in, like, all the different pastel colours. The one colors. Jack has. The, the kind of tiny little squarish one. No. No, it wasn't actually square. Yeah, I know like... the one you mean, but that's again after. Mine was quite big and quite chunky. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway. Not many. <laughs> not the most exciting conversation, but essentially what we're alluding to is the fact that the iPod was a game changer. Whatever way you look at it, um, that, it, look yeah. Look at us now with our iPhones. I remember when they said the iPhone was going to be like the main music device, and I, I was like, that's absolute bullshit. I'm not having it. Music yeah. on my phone as well. No, I yeah exactly. I it was streaming my, wasn't a thing then. So yeah, such a different world, and we're going to go into it. But before we go into all these kind of details and our little anecdotes of our iPod progression, Apple times. Yeah, we should say Apple aren't paying for this episode. They really should, but they're not. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, basically, what we're going to talk about is um, kind of our memories of maybe a time before the iPod maybe not but essentially we're going to go back to the days where you would have like a music device carrying around with you because and this will sound ridiculous to a lot of listeners and a lot of just people out there in general but like already to us carrying around a separate iPod feels in some ways like as arcane as like having a cassette thing like or having a separate iPod Apart from your phone. Yeah, I just, I just stream everything from Spotify yeah, now. I've thought about it. I've got like an iPod Touch at home and I've thought, should I use this as well? It's not. Yeah. It's not. There's no need. Yeah. So strange how quickly that has changed. 16 years on from something coming out for the very first time is already yeah. a kind of left behind technology in some ways. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to just talk about stuff that we used to listen to and Ooh. what where what era that takes us back to. Okay. Are we good with that? You, We're you good say, with that. You're no. saying okay, like I've never yeah, no, told you this was, subject before. I was just thinking, I, you probably know this already, but I think they've stopped all um, 
they've stopped. Yeah, the production, the production has stopped. It's iPod. It's no longer part of Apple's line. Which again, you talk about a lifespan of any other digital product. It's kind of mind blowing that within six, fifteen probably because they stopped it a while ago. Within fifteen to sixteen years, it went full circle from being uh, the biggest. Certainly, I would say Apple's biggest product, but probably the biggest product in the world. It was like a the largest stepping stone ever, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like crazy. Everyone wanted and had one, but all it was really leading us to with these phones. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, And just as we were saying, you know, all the kind of imagery that comes back to me, like, do you remember the the advert with like the black silhouettes with like the white wires hanging down, like. Just what a super bad kind of did a mock on it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But like, what a oh, I stunning great. kind of introduction. And like, you know, I still walk around with the white wire headphones every day, and I don't even think yeah. about what that symbolizes. But well, it's totally like a status symbol, really. I know we're gonna get into my first pick soon, and we want to kind of do this and whatever. But I kind of want to get your take on because we're both Apple guys. I mean, we've had a chat earlier, yeah. and we we've both got Macs, we've both got iPhones. I've got the watch and the iPad. I'm a bit ridiculous. You are like, I mean, as a consumer, there's something about them that I love, and it's not always just the look and stuff like that. Some of it is because of the premiumness yeah. of it, um, but I want to know as a designer, do you think it's all because they hype things so well or are they do you think they have got design I think it's spot on I think it's uh, both um, and I do certainly feel like there was a, a golden age where like they just couldn't put they didn't put a foot wrong for quite a long yeah. period of time which I, I feel like has passed like I'm again we're not going to go down the geeky route but there's a number of things like the latest operating system on your iPhone I'm, a, I'm pissed off with it it doesn't work properly it doesn't look good it's not fit for purpose in my personal opinion but I think um, there was a, a number of years ago now but there was this really interesting study where they like put electrodes on people's heads and like um, looked at which parts of people's brains looking at Apple products uh, like stimulated and they found that for people who were big fans of Apple products it stimulated the same part of their brain that religious imagery did for people who were like highly religious like it was totally like a cult thing. Like, yeah. you know, I'm totally, um, you know, excited yeah. to not excited is not even the word because religious people aren't excited by Jesus. They're, you know, they're completely yeah. profoundly moved by him. But I, like, I get it. I, I, I watch those little adverts and stuff and I kind of sit in awe and I look at the shapes and the edges and, you know, I, a lot of the jargon about what these phones do and what these things, these models are capable of and blah, 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 often goes over my head. It's all these dual quad core, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, yeah. sounds good, but look at how shiny and nice it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's something about them that is, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm just a, a fan of their products. I just think they are beautiful things. Like yeah. we've both said, like we're, we're all, we all, I think we're always quite sceptical of stuff. Yeah. Like the new phone comes out, we're like, yeah, but is it just a piss take? Are they actually quite behind in stuff? Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. But we go and see it and we're like, yeah, it's sexy. <laughs> yeah. But that that is such an important part of it. Like, And now, you know, you go to the V&A, you go to the Design Museum, you'll see Apple products in there because they are, you know, they're works of art in their own right. Personally, I one of my... Um, 
it was the first iPhone I ever got, and I got it for Christmas, um, like a number of years ago. And it had like a beveled back; it had like a curved back. It sort of yeah. it almost it's felt a black like a one. Yeah, and it almost felt like a shell to hold. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And I still kind of think now. Obviously, the flat back is more um, sort of functional and like makes more sense in terms of slipping it in your pocket. But I actually think it's less beautiful and less nice to hold than that old one, which had this beautiful kind of sculpted form to it um my dad had that for like 12 12 years (laughs) but you know things like that that regardless of the functionality or whatever else is in it that's just a a gorgeous thing to own you had Um, an iphone a lot before me i was the 5s i remember like when i wanted to shut off or anything i was a real early iphone guy and it was like no one else really had an iphone that might have been like a 2g or 3g yeah i think i had the second iphone yeah really which and I was like just going in sixth form then, so like head of the game. No, that phone wasn't too. Oh, maybe for me, yeah. Oh, it would have been, yeah, because my first was like a four, so mine would have been around college. Yeah, four S, I think it was actually. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that's we, not what we're here for. We we're here to talk about music, and we're gonna talk about iPod music. So, take us back to the days when you were iPoding about Harry, and tell us what you were listening to. Right, um, the the amazing thing about all this stuff is that it not only takes me back to kind of having an iPod, but also what it was like to have to have to get music onto the iPod. Yeah, like it was a huge thing back then. So I've got because it was either download somewhere, often something like LimeWire. Something that would destroy your computer just trying to get a single track. Um, and then trying to find a way to, like, yeah. to get, like, Apple was quite secretive, so you had to, like, set your iPhone to. I think you used to help me once, actually, when I was a bit younger. I think you helped me get music onto it by telling me that you have to set it to, like, show tracks, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you had to, like, drag them in a really weird way, and blah, <laughs> blah, blah. But it was, it was such a thing. Of like, course. That it was. process. Like, People talk about, like, the physicality of vinyl and things like that. And obviously, that has its own merit. But for us, we're from a different era. So all these little things of, like, you know, your Apple iTunes cover flow and, like, converting the files to be the right thing. And I would would be absolutely obsessive about setting the right genres and, uh, you know, album years and, yeah, covers, everything like that, like... Although that cover flow was so important, yeah. Although it was all digital, like it still had a physicality that vinyl has. I think mm. for us at the time, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I've never thought about it. Like because sometimes I'll be talking about stuff like this, and I'll be think I'll be talking to maybe somebody who lived through that era, and I'll be thinking, oh, they're just thinking I'm an idiot talking about how hard it was back in the day. They were yeah. they're like, I remember our boss telling me they had to literally. It was called a runner. Uh, in the job they had because they had to get all the tapes of all these songs and run them to the other end of London to show them because they couldn't <laughs> send them online. Um, but from our day, it was you know the, it was like the music was available, but you had to really fucking work yeah. for it. It was like uh, saving a baby from a burning building. It's like I I could blow up my computer by getting this one lovely song, yeah. but and is then it, it worth the be, risk? It would be a radio version. <laughs> Or it would just be someone else's song that yeah. they've tried to like mask up or something else. <laughs> yeah, so that would always it. happen. God, LimeWire was yeah. absolute the worst. I can't Hell. say another word. Yeah. Um. So, 
a lot of kind of I, I found my old, my brother's old iPod. I think it was one of the small ones, um, which has a lot of the similar kind of music that I was into back then. But we're looking at a very um, so this was around two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight kind of place, maybe I think. Yeah. And we all know what this kind of stuff I was listening to because we've talked about it before. But I've got some stuff on my iTunes library, and there's literally like six albums. So I've got like Flight of the Concords, which I obviously bought. And there's a lot of Maccabees and Bombay Basketball Club stuff because yeah. we're that big a fan that we would buy the stuff instead yeah. of like trying to get it. And I've got this band, and they're going to be my first uh, first pick for tonight. Um, they're called Flash Guns. And they are actually, without me knowing until tonight, and I've kind of realised this, they're the first band I ever saw. Really? Yeah. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. That's like quite ever, a ever. privileged position for them to Yeah, stand it in. is. I mean, this is probably early in 2008. I, I, I I'm going to be guessing at years. But um, they played before Bombay Bicycle Club. So we got obviously got there quite early and saw them first. And I really, really liked them. And I, I you know, they're, they're, they kind of still stand the test of time. Like they sound like somebody that could bring out an, a, a record now. Yeah. Uh, they don't sound dated or anything. Um but I, it's not something I would be into at the moment. Mm. It's it's very jangly. Um, Is it very, something I would be more into, potentially? I don't think so. Okay. It's, I would say back in the years of Two Door Cinema Club, mm-hmm. when we were very much into that stuff. Yeah. Because we've kind of grown away from that kind of thing, in a way. Yeah. Um, it's way more kind of down that route. So I'm gonna play a song called Locarno, which oh I've got the I've got the year here two thousand and nine. Okay. The single came out, so it would have been around like two thousand eight two thousand nine. Um, yeah, the song's called Locarno. As far as I know, they kind of released a few singles and stuff, and nothing else really came from it, uh, which was a shame. But uh, I'm gonna play the song. Let's see what you think. Does it take you back? Nice. Let's have a listen. That was Lacano by Flash Guns. Can you um, take yourself back to that kind of era and imagine why I would have liked that? A hundred percent, and I would have too. I then they were a band. I've got to be honest; they passed me by. I don't have I mean, any yeah, memory of them whatsoever. As far as I know, I'm the only person I, I've In talked world, about them before. Even members was, of the band are still not sure that they exist. Yeah, who are Flash Guns, mate? You were in them. <laughs> um, no, I'm honestly sure they were kind. They could have possibly been like a, a stage where. Like I imagine if you looked at their streams, 
back in this day, yeah, you'd be looking at thousand, a few thousand kind of thing. One yeah. of those kind of bands. Be interesting. I don't know if that's offensive. Tonight. I'm sorry. No, it'd be interesting to know though. Often with those kind of bands, you see that actually the members have gone on to do other things and join other bands and. Um, oh yeah, big time. So it'd be interesting to know the members of them are now like, you know, Alt J. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So hopefully that gives you an idea of where I was at the time. Um, that would have been, I think, the iPod video kind of <laughs> phase. Um, we're kids, so where are we going with you? Um, obviously, inevitably, we're going to stay in a similar era because um, yeah, I might be a couple of years older than you, but we're talking about essentially, we're going back to the comfort zone mm-hmm. uh, for this episode, which is why, listeners let you in a little bit behind the scenes we made a decision and an agreement with each other before we got here today that we wouldn't play anyone that we'd even discussed on the podcast before never mind played because this could have just uh, gone into this is jack finarte <laughs> jack finarte and jamie t and the maccabees and other accents jack finarte was one of them as well yeah of course because they you know they were classics for us at the time yeah. um but we've looked for other stuff I got lucky, I'm going to be honest, uh, in my selection yeah, this week. Very. Because, um, so we record in my office, as some people may or may not know. Um, and I've got a load of old hard drives here of just like work that I've done for years and years and years. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> funnily enough, it's. What? Funnily enough, it's in my um, like office tenancy agreement that um, no adult material can be stored here. Really? <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing of what the kind of stuff you're talking about, or I'd get booted out the door. Um, well done. Plus, who keeps that stuff? Let's be who honest. even watches it or does anything to do with that kind of stuff? Yeah, exactly. We've already talked about that. poo this week. We can't be <laughs> yeah. talking about. We that did like well. ten minutes on poo. <laughs> anyway, first pick. I'm going back to 2012, um, and a slight bending of the rules, but not a proper bending of the rules. Um. There's someone who we might have discussed maybe once or twice. Right, massive bending of the rules. Over the last 77 episodes. No, because it's another act that they were a part of. Okay. Um, have you ever heard, Harry, of Mr. Hudson? Oh, here we go. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, sort of after Mr. Hudson and the Library kind of split apart and pre uh, Straight No Chaser and Kanye West turned up on the scene, uh, Ben Hudson. Okay, Mr. Hudson was in a band called Big Kids. Didn't know that. Um, and they put out a few songs that I was really, really into because I was such a huge. Was that your first delve into Mr. Hudson, or did you? No, I was a Mr. Hudson in the Library fan and just followed Ben whatever he did, and I still kind of do now. Although he's put out a couple of songs recently that are How's really it? bad, What's like, he really doing? genuinely bad. What's it's like featuring under? on stuff and like and still as Mr. Hudson. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of production, a lot of. Um, I went to, I was showing a friend of mine, Miss Hudson in the library, I was like, this guy was really good back in the day, um, and his like top five songs were all like remixes of stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck He features that. a lot, I mean, he's obviously a big, you know, he's been on a Jay-Z album, he's been on a Kanye West album, he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's a big deal, but um, yeah, stuff now. Didn't really become his own thing, did he? Yeah, he did that bizarre, th- in my personal opinion, he did a totally bizarre thing that I can't think of virtually any other artist who's done the same where he did the absolute reverse of he started off as being his own thing mm. and gradually became himself. yeah 
became this kind of nothingy. Still a great vocalist. Yeah, but um, Mr. Hudson with the the kind of the strange outfits and the white hair and the yeah, like uh, a cricket jumper and massive trousers and yeah, you know the one that I saw first was just like a total guy. You know, yeah, yeah, just like a whole package and like this really unusual, interesting character. Um, not that anymore, but he's something else. And you know, p- other people appreciate it. Maybe I don't so much. But this was a really interesting band, and I. This particular song that I'm going to play, I remember being massively into back in 2012 and it getting many, many plays on my iPod. <laughs> Bring it back to the subject. Um, it's called Bit, uh, Drum in Your Chest. And it's just this kind of weirdly discordant, kind of um, slightly poppy... Um, yeah, kind of pop track, really. Okay. Like um, It was a big jump from Mr. Hudson in the Library, but... I just really love the rhythm of it, and there's a bridge about, I'm going to say, a minute and 45 into it, but as we already know from my musical of the week, I don't really know how far into songs things happen. But there's a bit... Over the River Kwai. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> the bridge over the River Kwai. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what, that's a thing that I've heard of, but I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, there's a bit where... Um, your heart's beating like a drum in your chest is like what he says and he says it over and over again and like the, I just like the rhythm behind it I like the whole feel of the track um, and I listened to it again today for the first time in at, well five years six really? years and I still thought it was a really interesting track although um, maybe slightly more mainstream than I remember it being at the time Okay. Um, but still good so this is my first pick it is Big Kids with Drum in Your Chest Will you remember to take another breath when your heart's beating like a drum in your chest? Will you remember to take another breath when your heart's beating like a drum in your chest? Will you remember to take another breath when your heart's beating like a drum in your chest? Will you remember to take another breath when your heart's beating like a drum in your chest? Sometimes you're crawling on the ceiling. It, that was Big Kids with Drum in Your Chest. Beautiful. Yeah, I like that. Again, listening to it again just now. I, I I feel more fond of it than I did earlier today, so good track. Nice. Nice. I liked it. Wicked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm using words that I used back in 2000. Wicked, man. Wicked. Jungle is massive. Um... Right, so my second pick, I'm guessing you're wanting. Uh, um, now, I was struggling with kind of where I was going to place these, uh, second or third, not that it matters. But I'm going to go with a band that I've been wanting to... There's probably been like 10 episodes that I've wanted to play this on. Really? It's funny that I can say that because we've done that many episodes that 10 is nothing. Yeah, um, yeah like I, I can't remember which ones, but the band or the group, let's say... I almost don't want to say it because I just want to build to it and then just okay. release it. But I will. Drum roll. Um, thank you. Uh, it's Big Brothers. Big Brothers. As in, this is Big Bro. Take Taking over, over the show, show with this new flow. flow. You hey, got to listen up and feel that. Shh. We won't I'm quit. glad you remember it. Yeah. As, you know, 
I don't know anyone that was into them at the time. My brother hated that I liked them. Really? Obviously. Well, of course he did. He, he's uh, not a fan of culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're looking at um, a South London 2002 kind of... Early? Yeah. Very early. Uh, earlier than I actually thought. <laughs> as far as I remember, I don't remember them being from the UK. But <laughs> maybe it's just because they had a very American style. Yeah, to yeah. Them. Um, kind of came off of the whole So Solid Crew um, thing and they were of the same time as Blazing Squad, uh, Miss Dynamite, I remember. Yeah. Uh, when I was kind of... This was before I was finding the indie stuff. I remember finding Big Brothers and having to... I remember going through LimeWire to try and find... It was the first time I'd ever heard of the word discography. Because I was trying to find everything I could to do with them, and I, and I remember this thing coming through. How many discs big, did they have in that? I don't thing? think they had as uh, enough to have a discography. I know that they had two albums. <laughs> so, and at the time, they would have only had one. At best, that's so, a geography. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember seeing on the thing that it said like discography, and I think it was just some singles and that. And Eminem, I remember having discography and being like blown away with the amount of tracks and that. Um, but. Um, did they do a um these are a few of my favorite things yes they did and i used to diamonds and rubies Rubies i'm crazy about bentley's (laughs) yeah and i used to like look up all the lyrics and stuff for them yeah it's quite hard to find lyrics for some songs back then as well again different times yeah now it's just genius and then you go you got it all yeah but um yeah, I remember learning all the lyrics to like everything they ever did and picking a song for this is so difficult because I don't want to do New Flow, which is the first one you sang, um, just because it's the one I know people will know, I think. Favourite Things was a favourite... I remember the video for it being really fucking weird. Yeah. They were like dressed up. Yeah, I can remember it too. Weird. They were like uh, Egyptian like emperors, right? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Kind of like steampunky. And they were on yeah. like a big carousel, I think. Yeah. I, I honestly don't didn't know you knew about yeah. them. So I'm quite um, happy about that. I think the song that probably takes me back the most is OK. Because I remember just kind of going through the tracks and looking for the one that was... In fact, we had nothing to go on back then about what was most popular because there were no streaming numbers or anything like that. Like, what did we do? Just, we we clicked what was it, whatever was there. There was no YouTube then either, so you couldn't click what, you couldn't really find what the latest single was. I Again, mean, back it, then, the internet yeah. wasn't even that big a deal. Like, it, yeah, it's funny because, again, to, to a lot of people <laughs> listening, this will feel what we're talking about, so, like, technolog- technologically advanced but it is weird to think about these things. It's weird to, like, not really... <laughs> we had dial-up when we were looking for this album. Yeah. Yeah, and not to really... To get this album, my mum had to not be on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and being on the home phone was a big thing at this stage. Yeah. Like, like on Sunday... <laughs> yeah, we, calls were free or something, yeah. weren't they? No, but, like, last Sunday, I mean, is what I'm talking oh, about. Right. <laughs> like, when I was at my mum's house... We were all just like stood in her kitchen, and I was like, "Mum, is your home phone ringing?" And she was like, "Oh, yeah, I think it is." And everyone was like, "Do you have a home phone?" But like, <laughs> home phones are such a yeah, big like thing. not being on the home phone was a big deal. It's Do like, you remember Mum, your mates calling you up on your home phone? Yeah, yeah, I know. 
They would have it. Oh, we had a big phone book that had like the worst thing was friends when, in it. The worst thing was when your friends would, well, you'd hear the phone ring, and then there would be like a five minute lull, and then your mum would call you and be like, "Tim, your friends on the phone." It's like, what have you been talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why was there a five minute gap between you calling me? Well, we used to just go to the phone in the computer room, and it would have a connection to the one downstairs, <laughs> so we could listen to what they were saying. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing Again, still, weird times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to do the song. I'm going to play the song okay. And I'm going to sing along to the whole thing. So, coming back from my second pick, Tim, second pick, what are you going to do? So, you talking about kind of the difficulty of getting hold of certain songs uh, has made me change my second pick. And what I'm going for is a song that I remember, first of all, hearing on Soccer AM. Do you remember so- like the glory days of Tim Soccer AM? Soccer AM. Exactly. Um, and it was like a, over a compilation of goals. Um, and I remember... And I remember absolutely loving it. And then kind of just having this tune in my head and like vaguely knowing the lyrics, but not really knowing the lyrics. So like, as you were talking about, like trying to Google lyrics and then not really being there. Like Mm. I remember searching for what I thought was it and then not knowing it and like nothing coming up and just being like, I'm never going to find this song. (laughs) Because again, like now um, you're just... So, you know, hey Siri, on, what song is this? Yeah, or like go on Sky Go and just like watch Soccer AM again. But like yeah. again, that just wasn't an option. <laughs> and then get Shazam. Yeah. And then again, it's such like a vivid memory because I, I used to go to sleep listening to like Radio 1, Late Night Radio 1. I think again, I talked about that last week or the weekend before, talking about like Westwood being on on a Thursday night. Um, but I would always listen to the radio as I went to sleep. And I remember very vividly, it was just after we'd moved house. Um, and I had like this kind of quite small bedroom, but like with a bunk bed. And like, I, you didn't really move house when you were a kid, did you? Did you? So you don't really know we that. We moved like twice, three, yeah, three times ish. But like, it's such a weird feeling when you move into a new house because you kind of you move like twenty five times. Yeah, I mean all the time. But this one in particular, <laughs> up it, the road sometimes. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but it was like, I don't know. It kind of felt like, um. Obviously, you're still your family and all your stuff's there, but you feel like, I don't know, like you're not really at home. I know. It all feels like a little bit strange. And I remember lying there in this bed trying to go to sleep, but like it didn't feel like my room and it didn't feel like my bed and like nothing felt kind of quite right. And I was just like trying to go to sleep thinking, oh, I've got school tomorrow. I need to sleep. Um, And then this song came on the radio again. Can you just very quickly remind me what house this would have been? This would have been St. Leonard's Road, which you'll remember 
from where we watched the Liverpool. Arsenal yeah, game. exactly. Where right. I, when I got a PS3, we're talking that house. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I was there. I was like about to go to sleep, and then this song came on, and I was like, "Oh my god, they're playing the song!" And then I was I was there like listening so intently. First of all, thinking I love this tune, and then thinking like, right, the DJ is going to say after this what it is, and I'm going to finally know. And then it got to the end of the song, and then they played another song. And then the DJ just started chatting. Yeah. Didn't oh, say what it was. I've had that before. But like, again, just... like now, you'd Shazam it. You'd do something like that, and you'd keep it, and you would know what was going on. Or you'd, you know, go onto the Radio 1 website and find out, you know, what they were just they had just played. So how did you eventually find this then? Eventually, literally weeks later, um, I think I, I think it got played on Soccer AM again. And I saw like the caption underneath. And underneath yeah, yeah, and I finally found out what it was. But literally, it was weeks of just not knowing. Yeah, and like it going round and round in my head, and like I just couldn't <laughs> forget this song. But like it just, it just was impossible to obtain like that information. Now, I can't imagine any scenario, no matter what the song is, no matter how vague my memory of it is, not within five minutes being able to find out what it was. Yeah, which is mental, really. Um, to think that in such a short space of time things have changed so much. I remember the the, the the most recent memory of that I have is I don't have Shazam. I, I usually go like, "Hey Siri, what song is this?" And she's like, "I don't know what you're saying." So <laughs> fuck off. Uh, and then I was like, the song was about to finish, and I just yeah. I, I knew the song, but I couldn't remember who was singing it. And so I just got up Snapchat, held down on the screen, and that does Shazam. Yeah. Which I remembered just seconds before someone telling me. Yeah. And I was I was I was this close to being in the same situation pretty much because it was on a it was on something that I wouldn't have been able to go back on. Yeah. So it's not you know too far, but, but that's just me not having a thing that everyone has. Yeah. But again, what the difference I think is you know we were talking about earlier like the kind of the physicality of digital music for us as well, and I think that is true. But um, what I quite potentially will never experience again is. Um, once I'd found out what this particular song was, uh, and then I'd got it and I'd downloaded it and I'd put it on my iPod, I I coveted it to such an extent. It's like, yeah, I was so delighted that I'd got it. Like it was, it was like a proper. It's like holding a little baby. And it was like um, I I could I was beside myself with excitement. I could just listen to it whenever I right. wanted. I had the MP3. I had it on my little iPod, and I could. Well, is that more like we kind of did live through like a lot of people that had vinyl CDs stuff like that, and we did have CDs, but they went through the whole going and getting that record, and we kind of did go through that in a digital form, yeah. and we would do what we could to try and get the record that was yeah. really hard to find and went. So, Especially when a new album came out, it wasn't like it was just going to be there. You yeah. had to find the right links and find the right yeah. the one that didn't it was different, give your but it was the same. Death. So it, there was very there were similarities with it. Whereas now it's very yeah. much just everything is at your fingertips. Yeah, yeah it's, I think although we're very, we're obviously at the tipping point where it became what we have today. Of course, we still maintain some of it. I still always find it funny that <laughs> like I've talked to people who obviously grew up in like the eighties when you buy a record. And like, I find it really funny that you'd go and buy a record and not know if you liked it, and you get yeah, home and go, "Oh, for fuck's sake, this is shit!" <laughs> what would you do? Just like, I mean, live it. I mean, absolutely live it. That's why there's so many fucking records going in like shops yeah, for exactly. free. And yeah. Cheap. Whereas, like, you know, we listen to New Music Fridays, like 
shit, shit, and shit, we'll only shit, buy shit, the records shit, if it's something we absolutely very, very, very love. Yeah. And interestingly, throwback to last week's episode, uh, do you know uh, Liam Gallagher's new album is the fastest selling vinyl since yeah. the early nineties? Sixteen thousand copies on vinyl in the first week, and it's in that's its a first lot. Week it like outsold. Or out downloaded whatever yeah. anything in the charts or yeah. anything around at the moment by like twenty million or yeah. something. But sixteen thousand records that is genuinely yeah. a lot. So fair play. But we're going to bring it back. Whereas I'm so- still waiting for my title of credit <laughs> one. I'm going to say that every week <laughs> until it comes. Uh, but we're going to bring it back to this song that I've been alluding to for ages, um, and it's going to be when we all listen to it a little bit underwhelming. But just imagine fourteen, fifteen year old me absolutely loving it. You can kind of see why I did. Uh, the band are called Awesome, O R S O N, and the song is called No Tomorrow. Nice. there you have it that was awesome with no tomorrow and i tell you what that got a big reaction here in the studio it did i had no idea where we were going with that i was just expecting to hear a song i didn't know yeah. let it roll off my back and then go on to the next one but wow i've been taking that's a song i do not remember yeah and i'm so glad i heard that but you do remember that's the point yeah, you do not remember and you do remember at the same time i remember very well but uh completely forgot existed yeah 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 that would like you said very fee-free i just would have thought maybe i know it from sakram as well i I know it very well i don't know where i'd know it from yeah but uh that is going i mean when i download the music to put in the episode that is gonna go straight into a nice little folder (laughs) keep that forever (laughs) yeah exactly but imagine that being an earworm for weeks and weeks and not knowing what it was that exact bit that you just sang like, like, that was what I was just thinking in my head. to someone at school, like, do you know that song? Yeah, I think I did. I think, you know, you get desperate. You're just like, does anyone know it? <laughs> just in the middle of your class. Yeah. Uh, cool, so that was pick number two from me. Nice. What is your second pick, Harry? Right, so mine is going towards a direction that you are very familiar with, I believe. Um, I'm just trying to get to the uh, Apple Music app on here, which I've hidden in a folder because I don't use it. Um, now I've got two songs actually from this band that I would like a little bit of help on what to choose. Uh, the band are called The Virgins. Um, they um, are very well, of course. They are kind of a classic, back in the day, early kind of getting into this kind of music find, and they're kind of one of the ones that you or that I found that nobody else knew. So they're like you know back then when you're trying to find your own identity in music, yeah. It's, you know, important that you find these bands that nobody else really knows, and people at the time. I remember one of those stupid insults that I kind of liked that <laughs> I had. People used to call me indie kid because they would be yeah. like almost offended at the music that I liked, 
and they were like, oh, he's got some band that no one's ever known. And I'd be like, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and they were trying to offend insult. me. Um, <laughs> we are literally trying to make a living from it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have said, like, I'm going to have a career in this in 10 years. I'm going to have a fuck podcast. <laughs> What's a podcast? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I think Ricky Gervais is doing something about it. <laughs> um, so... The band is very... I think they're American. Yeah. I mean, very, obviously, so... Um, they're your classic, like... Jangly, guitar kind of thing, but not so much. It, it has that aspect of uh, strokesiness, vaccines kind of... Uh, not not the sound as such, but the... What's the word? The... the no, I keep thinking of this. I keep wanting to say bravo. Bravado. The bravado of kind of what the vaccines had. Um, do you remember the, the two songs, you will, Rich Girls and Teen Lovers? Yep. I, I remember both of those. Right. Um, do you um, have a favourite of the, either? Uh, I liked both of them. That, that album, that it was self-titled, wasn't it? Yes. I feel like. Well, no, well, I've only got the EP, which has Rich Girls. Actually, it might be an album, but I've only got two songs, which means I downloaded the songs that I liked. No, amazing. Because these are on iTunes. I so. feel like they had, and I can see the... What have all my pocket money? I can see the album cover in my mind being like white and then like colourful blobs or something. Yeah, it's got like... Yeah, kind of like exactly pencils. that. Yeah, yeah. It, again, like it's like burnt in my retinas. Um, I, I feel like I liked Teen Lovers best out of those two. It's, it's the one that I've got I've actually got Rich Girls starred and I don't know I didn't even know you could do that yeah um, Teen Lovers is the one I'm singing in my head and the one yeah. that I kind of recognise the most I liked them for me they were a great transition because like, I was a yeah. big I was a big pop punk kid you yeah know, exactly. I was a good Charlotte good uh, Charlotte Offspring you know Blink all that kind of stuff I was really into that as a kid and then I started to get more into Strokes Libertines things like that for me uh, someone like the Virgins were a great transition between the two because they were—they definitely weren't pop punk by any means, but they—they yeah. they kind of spanned the two genres and all, kind of yeah. All these names you're bringing up, like um, Good Charlotte, would have been an option, but I feel like I've played them or talked about them before. Thing is, for me, they were—they were, they were pre iPod days. Like I had I their just, first three albums on CD. I think they know, might have been along one with of some first CDs. Some forty one, definitely. Yeah, I think I learned of some forty one through Malcolm in the Middle. Or Quite, again, it that, might have been an MTV. But again, Malcolm yeah. in the Middle, classically pop punk soundtrack. Like, yeah, definitely. You know, for me that that was CD days. That was pre iPod. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, and it's still a beautiful time. <laughs> of course, um, you mentioned the Strokes, and I remember having "Is This It?" Is it? Is this it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was confused with "This Is It." I never know which one it is. Um, that was one of the first full albums I might have had on my yeah. iPod so kind of linking them in with the strokes is a very obvious kind of move especially around the time but um, let's play Teen Lovers and uh, bring people back again to the time of the iPod or at least my iPod <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is Teen Lovers by The Virgins Remember walking on the first time her features, light and skin and light brown eyes It was September, girl you're looking so fine Sex packets, leaves are falling, she's my sign One, two, three, four The hot ones, one of ones, don't ask 
move on. Tim, <laughs> uh, final pick. I believe. Um, right? Yeah. So, where are we going? I'm excited. We're going to a bit of a a bit of a shout out, really. I guess um, to my. It better not be Kaiser Chips. No. It's not, I mean, we said we wouldn't play anything we've played before, so. <laughs> You, you'd the, find a way to the, slip the best in. band in the world. I'm We're not called the Kaiser Ghosts. Let's play. No, it's a it's a shout out to my little sister, who's obviously a former guest. And um, shout out, Lizzie. Lizzie. Um, does she still listen? Sometimes Go she's on, a periodic listener at best. Um, no, but that's a, no, you know, she's got things well. going on. Fair play to her. Um, nothing's fair. <laughs> no, absolutely nothing. Um, so, not only was kind of, um, essentially the era we're talking about as my kind of iPod era, um, I was living at home with just my mum and Lizzie, and um, for one, I have like a lot of memories of being like sat in our living room in that house, uh, and my mum had gone to bed, and just like playing songs at Lizzie, and I don't really know how much she was enjoying it in hindsight, but it felt like we were bonding over music. Like I was just kind of, I was like, have you heard this? Have you heard this? You know, essentially what I do now with the podcast, but with less format and more just forcing <laughs> someone to listen. <laughs> um, but like uh, a lot of that kind of era of music, that is kind of one of my residing memories. And there was a band that we used to listen to then who I think uh, stuck around much longer purely because I'm looking at this album that I'm talking about called Gospel Bombs. Um, by Vincent, Vincent and the Villains. That's the band. Um, and I'm thinking that one of, again, after the living room, again, one of my abiding memories of it is uh, I used to share a car with my dad when I first passed my driving test. Uh, he used to live in Worthing, so I would drive Lizzie over there to spend the weekend with my dad uh, each Friday and then like, leave the car there. Um, but on those car journeys, I would just like unashamedly just sing at the top of my voice all these songs and most of the times I feel like Lizzie was kind of just sat there in the passenger seat a bit bemused uh, who the hell is her older brother just this guy who won't stop singing are we talking like uh, Taylor Swifty kind of stuff or like all sorts I mean one second I'm rapping every word to Kanye West the next minute I'm doing like a bit of a ballad the next minute I'm you know born in the USA like it's all of the stuff just everything that I love you know me I do you as, love born in the USA I'm, I'm a big boss fan I love Bruce Springsteen um but the point is uh, I've always I kind of know that I can't sing but I love to sing so particularly in the car that's kind of my venting place um you haven't done that for a while have you but the second I get behind a wheel I will do it again it's like, for some reason, I think the glass either side of me makes me invisible to the world and I can so just be like, what? Yeah. yeah. It's a bit like the whole shower thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but this band, I feel like we... This was one that Lizzie used to join in with. She was a big, big fan of Vincent Vincent and the Villains too. Um, and their first album was great. They were this kind of like... Um, there was an era with like the Rumble Strips, I suppose, were a bit part of it. Yeah. Um, uh, to a lesser extent, Essa, although they had similar influences, in that sort of like um, 50s rock and roll kind of influenced uh, a lot of bands at that stage. Do you remember the Metros? Uh, no, not really. Oh, really wish I had one then. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So essentially they were that kind of stuff and they were quite they were quite 50s um and there's a song called, well there's two songs actually one called sweet girlfriend um but as i don't have a girlfriend i don't really want to sing that because it's about how um you mean to sing it no <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's another song that we sang more anyway much more actually <laughs> um called on my own which is much more fitting <laughs> i was gonna joke that it was gonna be something like that yeah but um it it's much more uh fitting anyway but also it's their best song um and it's really really good and looking through the list of old stuff that i used to listen to on the ipod it, it not only is it one of the songs that springs out to me as still being standing up as being really good and really different to a lot of what's around at the moment but yeah it takes me back to fond memories so i'm gonna play it beautiful vincent Vincent and the villains on my own. I'm on my own, I'm on my own. I'm on my own, I'm on my own. I'm on my own, I'm on my own in this world. I'm on my own, I'm on my own. I'm on my own, I'm on my own. I'm on my own, I'm on my own. Yeah! I thought myself today, I was out of inspiration. Yeah, the people I've been hanging So there you have it. That was my third and final pick. It was Vincent and Vincent and the villains, which is <laughs> harder to that. say. It was Vincent. 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 Interestingly, just looking at their history, um, I always just assumed it was a slightly weird name, but the lead singer was genuinely called Vincent. Vincent. Really? First name and surname. And the others are all villains. So that all sense. villains. All five of them. All Aston Villa fans. <laughs> Indeed. Indeedy do. Uh, so that brings us to the end I think of our iPod episode have you enjoyed it a bit of a walk down memory lane I loved it I love these ones yeah the I ones that we've done loads of them they're basically the same but they're, they're a not, bit different they're slightly changed and you know people people love them we know people love them I think <laughs> yeah the feedback's always good so uh, it, yeah it takes us back to our roots I think um, it's always an important thing to revisit uh, been a great episode I'm very grateful to you Harry, for being here. I'm also very grateful, Tim, for <laughs> being here. Are you uh, imitating my slightly stalled delivery? Your delivery is slightly stalled every now and then because, you know, you like to think, I guess, before saying the words. I think essentially it's just from like growing up watching too much Tony Blair. That's he, how he used to do he his... He did, didn't he? Yeah. He did. He did. <laughs> he did. Absolutely did. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, so, Whereas I'm like, I'm, uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, because you grew up watching Donald Trump. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Imagine the kids that are growing up to Donald. Let's not even go there. It's not the time <laughs> or the place. I've already um, picked our outro song without you even knowing it. Of course you do, because that's what you do, because you're, you're, you're an absolute <laughs> You're Donald Trump of yourself. Tell just you take what, over. Listeners. You don't let anyone have a say. Let me Here just... go. Let... I had six picks for today's no, let thing. Me just, let me just let you into a little secret. <laughs> Here we go. So normally, obviously, as you know, we have like a couple of beers as we record. That's the thing that we do every week. But some weeks, someone has a little baguette on his way here. And it sobers him up a little bit. Tonight, he's got a bit rowdy. Tonight, 
Matthew, <laughs> I I'm not eating as much. I'm not smoking anymore. I'm a I'm a different person, yeah. Tim, and it's showing. <laughs> it is in the fact that you're the drink pissed me a bit. Uh, so I have been Tim, and I have been Harry, and this has been Tracks. And to take us out, it's one of the classic theme tunes, backing tracks, whatever you want to call it, from I'm going to say the classic iPod advert we're talking lime green backgrounds we're talking black silhouettes we're talking white headphones we're talking the Caesars it's jerk it out check it out and we will see you next week yeah bye peace Get out.